Hello everybody and welcome back to Red Dead Redemption 2 Stories. Today we have something a little different. I've got my hands on a journal um, of Arthur's from an alternate universe. And it's pretty interesting actually. And I'll just read from that journal and we'll see what could have been. And hopefully we have some fun with it. So let's get into it. All that mess with the game, with the Greys and the Braithwaites. Sean is dead, and Jack is in some place called San Denis, with someone called Angelo Bronte. And as if that isn't bad enough, those two Pinkerton agents, Milton and Ross, showed up in our camp. As they were leaving to retrieve fifty men to come back with, we heard gunshots. Kieran killed the two agents as Lenny was escorting them out. We were already fleeing, so there's no change there. So we had to move everyone down to Shady Bell, a big house well hidden in the swamps. We would only have a few days before word got out about the two high-ranking Pinkerton agents killed by the Vanderlyn gang. With the gang safely hidden, for now, we had to find Jack. We managed to track down Angelo Bronte, And we got Jack back. But the price on our heads and the heat on us is now tenfold. We are now enemy number one. Cornwall, Pinkertons, Lawmen, Bounty Hunters, all after us around the clock. We are starting to see patrols out everywhere. It is like Blackwater. We need to leave and fast. Dutch, Hosea, and I have had discussions on where to go and how to get there. Hosea and I want to go out west finally, but Dutch is worried that's where the patrols and all of our problems lie. If we could get west of the Grizzlies, we may be okay, but he doesn't think we'll make it to the Grizzlies alive. I don't know, he is probably right. Going back through all that trouble we stirred up may not be possible. Our plan is to head northeast at nightfall, two wagons at a time. We are going to meet up just outside of a place called Van Horn. The plan is to get on a boat, get ourselves up to New York, and then another boat headed to Tahiti or someplace. I don't know anything about Tahiti, but I do know we're dead if we stay here much longer. We have never been hunted like this before. The ride up to Van Horn went pretty well all in all. We managed to steer clear of patrols and the law under the cover of darkness, but one pair of wagons did run into a nasty group of men in the swamps north of San Denis. Charles and Bill were able to fend them off, but poor Molly was killed and Uncle was wounded pretty badly. Charles and Sadie are taking Uncle to the doctor in San Denis. They figure they are less recognizable. They are to meet up with us in Van Horn in two to three days' time while we secure a boat. Dutch was surprisingly fine letting the gang split up for now. 
He seems really anxious to get on a boat and get out of here. And Micah is in his ear about our crew being too big anyway. And how we'll never get a boat for all these people. We look desperate. I'm afraid to say that I think Dutch agrees with him. In Van Horn, at least, it appears to be true that finding passage for our large crew is difficult. We have been here for two days now, sending Strauss to the docks, and no luck yet of him finding a suitable boat for us all. We are camped in the woods out here, and it has been quiet other than a run-in with some nasty men called Murphrys. They tried telling us to get off their land, and when we didn't listen, that night they came back and hit us hard from every direction. Miss Grimshaw was killed, and Javier was wounded, but it appears he'll, be, he'll pull through. Nasty business. Strauss and Dutch say, We may have to keep heading north to a place called Annisburg. We may have better luck finding a suitable boat there. We will try one more day here in Van Horn as we wait for Charles, Sadie, and Uncle. There is a promising lead for a boat here heading to New York, although it is not big enough for all of us by the sounds of it. There were lots of fights and arguments as if, as if it should even be considered at all. But in the end, Dutch decided to go look at it. There was lots of whispering and hushed conversations leading up to this. I don't like that, Micah. He seems to be twisting up Dutch and a few of the other boys. That morning, it was decided to have a crew head down to the docks for backup with Dutch and a crew stay back and protect camp. The crew heading to the docks is Dutch, Micah, Bill, Javier, Strauss, and Kieran. Something does not feel right. They've packed things and they're bringing them to the docks. They say to look more believable with luggage. I don't know. Everyone is acting strange, hinting at places to meet up in case we get separated. Feels like they're saying goodbye without saying goodbye. Well, two days now and no sign of Dutch and the others. Charles, Sadie, and Uncle have found us. We have sent people out looking for Dutch and the other boys, but everything points to the fact that they hopped on a boat and they left us. There is lots of confusion. Nobody knows quite what to believe or think just yet. Hosea and I are holding everyone together, but we have both seen the writing on the wall for some time now that this whole thing was coming to an end. It appears we are at that end now. We are disbanding and going separate ways for now. Many can go live a new life. Hosea and I reckon... We may be far enough north, up by Annisburg, to start heading west. We may be able to avoid Pinkerton patrols traveling that far north. Tilly, Karen, Mary Beth are going to try to start a new life in Saint Denis. They are done running and traveling. Charles, Uncle, Swanson, and Pearson will go with them, as they are not as wanted as the rest of us. John, Abigail, and Jack will head west with us through Amberino, with me, Hosea, and Lenny, and Sadie. Sadie wants to head west to get far away from her old life and start a new one. It has been weeks of traveling by night, 
dodging patrols, laying low, trying to survive. I can't help but think about how quickly things fell apart for us after all those years. I wonder where Dutch and them boys are at, but mostly I wonder how the others are getting on in Saint-Denis. I hope they can start over and live a decent and free life. I hope we can get out west and do the same for this lot. We have made it through the Grizzlies and appear to have put most of our troubles behind us. Marston and his family reckon they will settle here in Big Valley, start a new life and be done running and traveling. I'm happy for them. I hope Marston can do right by them and Jack can have a bright future far different from our past. Sadie likes this area and will stay here near them as well. I hope Mrs. Adler can settle here and heal. Truthfully, I also have half a mind to settle here as well. It's beautiful country, and I could do with the rest from all this traveling. I haven't been feeling well lately. Bad cough. Can't seem to shake it. But Hosea and Lenny are determined to make it to California and to the ocean, so I will go with them. It has been a couple of months of traveling, real rough. And at every post office we pass, I post letters to Mary, telling her to come out west and find us. We'll be in California on the coast between Los Angeles and San Francisco, and I'll keep posting letters until I find her. The last few months have been tough on us, but it is worth it to be here. It is everything we had imagined and more. This is our type of place. Still open, free, and wild. Young Lenny will have many opportunities here. Hosea and I seem to be fading fast. Hosea's health is not great, and mine seems to be even worse lately. I may have to visit a doctor. Lenny has done well with this panning and prospecting for gold. He is even taking courses at a university out here. Hosea and I are like proud parents. The three of us have a nice spot near the ocean, growing fruit trees, and we spend most of our time playing cards, telling jokes and stories and laughing. Mary has found us. Mary and her brother Jamie are here now, and all seems right with the world. This is the life that I always thought I could have. And Jamie is out uh, tending the fruit trees, the apple orchard, the grapevines. Life is good. I have tuberculosis. I don't have long now. I fear neither does Hosea. But we have received letters from most of the others now, and they are doing well. Apparently, Sadie Adler has taken up bounty hunting. Charles and Uncle have made their way out west and have found Marston and have helped him build a ranch for him and his family. Tilly is married and expecting a child. Mary Beth is an author. Pearson has settled in Rhodes of all places. I received a letter from Javier saying that the boat decision had to be made quickly and he did not want to leave us but had to go along with Dutch and them. They were in a tough spot, and Dutch sold out poor Kieran to escape. 
Strauss was also cut loose as well when it was no longer convenient for Dutch to take him along. Eventually, Javier and Bill both left and went their own way when they were sick of Micah. Javier hasn't seen Dutch or Micah since. I spend what are probably my last days reminiscing with Hosea and thinking back on all the people in my past. I can't believe we made it. Mary is by my side and pregnant with our child. I am sad I will not be able to see our child grow, but I am happy when I imagine the future for this child, far better than any future I had imagined for a child of mine. And that's all there is in this journal of Arthur's. Um, certainly different from the events of the game. More of a, just a simpler, happier ending for most. Um, yeah, I thought it was fun just to sort of go down that road for once. I think we've all done that in our head. Um, like the what ifs. Um, and this was fun just to sort of start with one, one spot where it was like, you know, when, when Milton and Ross come into camp, just the two of them unarmed, I mean, I think we all thought like, well, why didn't we just take those two out right then and there, you know, but I don't know, would that have been any better? You know, I think, um, you know, we all, we all kind of wondered that I think. And so it was fun to just sort of say, well, let's just say that happened, um, I don't know. Maybe that maybe that would have got the heat off of us, solved our problems, but maybe not. Maybe you know, I thought that would just crank it up tenfold. You know, um, the fact that you know a couple high-ranking Pinkerton agents investigating us and getting close to tracking us down with all that money behind them, with Cornwall and and the government and everything else trying to track us down. And then they find they wind up dead or missing or whatever. It wouldn't take much to to figure out what had happened, and I just think that would have cranked up the heat on us tenfold. So, um, and then it was just fun to just just quickly jot down like a a quick escape and fall, and you know just everybody kind of going their their separate ways and. Um, I don't know, a little, little less dramatic, climactic ending, but, um, a good one, a, you know, kind of that, that ride off into the sunset one for Arthur. Um, so I thought it was fun just to go down, just a fun exercise in my head to go down that road. Um, it could be fun to do more of these. Let me know if you guys, you know, think these are fun, um, this was just like a test. Just kind of throw one out there quick, and if if we uh, if we like these, then you know, let me know. I'll do I'll do more of these, and I'll put more you know a lot more thought into them. Um, yeah, I, there's so many of these points where we could you know <laughs> go other directions, and you know if 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 you changed one event, like what could happen, and you could play with that you know that butterfly effect of like well let's say this went differently. What now? <laughs> and so I just chose a spot in the middle. Obviously, if you choose that spot, you know, all the events that happened before it, you have to deal with. So it could be cool to go back and 
obviously, obviously those other big moments are, you know, Arthur getting tuberculosis. We've all tried to prevent that, right? You know, unfortunately you can't, but hey, in this, in this format we could, and, and what could happen then? Or just so many points where we could just pick a spot and go, you know, some of them maybe maybe less uh, less obvious. Just pick a spot a little less obvious and say, well, what if that didn't happen? Whoa, then that that would set off this, and that would have happened, and we could have some fun with some of these. So, um, yeah, let me know your thoughts. Did you like did you like this? Did you like kind of going down another uh, fictional avenue with the story? Um, I know I didn't make it insanely dramatic and climactic and interesting you know i just tried to take that event and say well could we have all kind of gone off to the ending in the sunset kind of more streamlined and in a better ending happier ending for most you know um especially jose and lenny (laughs) um but yeah i thought that was fun let me know what you guys think of it. Should we do? Should I do more of these? Because um, uh, it, it was kind of fun, but I just I wanted to throw a, throw a test one out there to see how we see how we like it. So that's uh, that's today's quickie, um, a true Red Dead Redemption Two story. So maybe we'll get into these if you guys like them, and um, yeah, we'll 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 get into some uh, real interesting ones. So let me know what you guys think. Um, as always, the email address is the same, rdr2 underscore stories at yahoo.com. Um, YouTube channel still going. I think we got a third episode up now. Um, that's gaming with dad. Um, yeah, check that one out. It's kind of funny. It was one of those days where, I mean, just epic fails. I couldn't, oh man, it's, it's been a while since I played the game. And <laughs> it's like, you know, the dead eye controls in the beginning. Cause I, I just did standard everything just default. I don't, I didn't mess with anything. Just turn the game on and we're playing it. My dad and I. So, and in the beginning of the game, that dead eye thing is just so, I don't know, so stupid. You know, it's like, it's automatically tags things and everything. And so man that screwed me up I totally forgot kind of about that so it's like I was trying to press the button I'm on the Xbox you know so I'm trying to press like the right bumper or whatever it is to tag things where I want to tag them but that's like canceling Deadeye so oh man I just (laughs) just yeah you should take a look take a look at that episode I don't know how many times we died in that one and then just everything it just seemed to be one of those like weird clunky days like glitchy like you know trying to do the draw the quick draw thing where you slowly fill up the meter but that wouldn't slowly fill up it was just going um man it was just one of those days where i think we've all had that where it's like some days you play that game and you just can't you can't miss some days you play that game and you just can't go you can't walk 10 steps without slamming into another horse or a tree or dying or something and it was just one of those days just just epic fails just couldn't couldn't do it wasn't my day so check that out if you want a good laugh but we got we got into some fun my dad and I 
we're starting to get into into everything so check that out um but yeah with that i think we'll call it a day let me know how you liked this one what you did didn't like should i do more of these should i get more in depth with them should i uh you know should we should we make this the thread um let me know your thoughts all right stay safe out there guys (laughs) 